This is the Hypothetically Sound Podcast. Hosted by Alec, Randy, and Xavier. Where we take a hypothetical look at the world around us. Exploring the what-ifs, maybes, and how-comes. Join in on the unfiltered, raw, and real conversation as we explore the world around us. Welcome to Hypothetically Sound. We're coming at you guys with a new concept. Again, feels like we're always coming with a new concept. But this one's very simple. We're just going to talk about the weekly happenses, the trending topics, and... uh. Relax that we're into. <laughs> we're into nothing super political. Like obviously, everything in the world is political size now. Political size. It's not a word. Uh, but anyways, we're just gonna talk about some stuff. So today's episode, we're gonna look at Avatar: The Last Airbender being made into a live action and everything surrounding that. Everything going on in the WWE, and then I got a fun little question for Alec towards the end. So okay, uh, might as well just get into it. Hope you guys enjoy. Make sure you hit that like. Follow, share it with all your friends. But uh, Alex, so, so growing up, yes. I know one of your favorite shows yeah. was Avatar The Last Airbender. And most definitely and was. There's been a lot of controversy. They make the second series that not everybody loved. Uh, they made a movie that nobody loved. Uh, mm-hmm. The original creators have always tried to have their hand in things, but end up leaving during development, which happened with the Netflix's adaption of The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. So... We'll start with, just before we get into any of the surrounding issues with the show, what is your hope for the show? It's better than the movie? <laughs> the well, bar is super low. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like going into it, that's like the only thing I hope is it's better than the movie. But as soon as it crosses that uh, one foot jump, I guess, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what to expect. Yeah, I don't know if I like it or not, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, I just it just needs to be better than the movie off rip. If it's not, then like I think Avatar should just stay animated and never touched again by oh, yeah, yeah. anything live action. I uh, definitely this is its last life at live action. Like you look at like for example like Halo, how long it took them to make a live action, and they just completely destroyed it. Mm-hmm. Like they decided, which is fine for the Halo thing because. There's so many different iterations of Halo in general mm-hmm. that it's just their own thing. So, like, if you're like, oh, space off. No, it's just they took everything and they made it their own. The Airbender has a very specific framework story. So there's not much for interpretation when it's already put out for you. The whole thing is there. You know what yeah. happens in the future. It talks about the past, the present. So you know what happens. It would be like, for example, we're reading The Hobbit right now, and The Hobbit in the movie is almost one for one. It's like, very similar, yeah. It, there's not much deviation in the movie from the book. And that's what they need to do with this Netflix show, is stay with the sources, and we know they're not doing it because the sources left. Yeah, pretty much. And like it's already been proven that if you just stick to the source material, people will tend to like it more. I.e. One Piece. Mm-hmm. The most ridiculous fucking <laughs> show they could do. And it was good. Yeah, it was fantastic. And it got people from to that only watched the live action started watching the <laughs> anime. That long, drawn-out anime people are watching. The 3,000 episodes or whatever it is. It's like a thousand something. <laughs> it's wild. But... So we know, we know already... That it's going to be slightly better than the movie because they actually pronounce the names correctly. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that that's good. And we know that the bending isn't reliant on needing the element there to do it. So firebenders can create fire and waterbenders can use water. Like obviously the waterbenders don't bend. Actually, no, it's just fire. Like firebending in the movie was dog water. Like who carries around a fucking candle <laughs> and a lighter to firebend, man? It's just weird. speaking of that, speak like we know so we know like blood bending is a thing. So that's the only way like waterbenders can and it's only like a few people who can do it. Why is it that only firebenders can create the element? Why can't why can't waterbenders create water out of their hands? I've always questioned why they can't just take the moisture out of the air. Mm-hmm. Right? Because like it shows that they uh one of the in the in the blah, blah, in a series one of the characters, the bloodbending girl, woman, old lady uh takes the water from like the flowers and the trees around her. Like yeah. why can't you just do the moisture in the air? And that makes me wonder, like, this this is totally off topic of what we're talking about. This is just the last airbender of me wondering. Is it because the water tribe, unlike the fire tribe, even the earth tribe, isn't reliant on their bending for power? Like, the firebenders only want power, so they're forcing their bending to move levels. And uh, earthbenders, the same thing. They wanted power, so they and they made huge cities using their powers. And so their powers grew where waterbenders are very simple tribes that like literally stayed to themselves. And other than like the Southern tribe, or I mean, Northern tribe, like the Southern tribes just live in huts while the Northern tribe like built a city using their powers, but they still didn't expand that much of their powers. You know what I mean? Like use it or lose it. I, I guess, but then like you're just saying they're uncivilized. And that's the reason why it's they not, can't do civilized. that. No, they're civilized. It's just they're not using, they're not reliant on their powers where everybody else uses well, their powers for everything. To be fair, I just think they just didn't like, like, I think waterbending would be ridiculous if they could take uh, the moisture out of the air or like mm-hmm. not have a simple source of water somewhere. Same with like um, airbending. Like, if these guys are scientists, why can't they just separate? you know, the molecules in the air and then make it poison. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, true. Like, it, it, it's things that would be like, oh yeah, that would be super cool, but the balance of everything would just be kind of mm-hmm. kind of not great, right? Okay. So back to the live action uh, version for Netflix. So the big story that came out this week. Yeah. There have been stories about it, like the creators leaving, things like that. The big story is the changes they are making to the characters. Mm. The biggest one, obviously, is uh, toning down the sexism. Yeah. What do you think about it? Um, I think that Netflix and the writers of the live-action Avatar uh, just don't like character growth (laughs) and character flaws. it's weird to me because it's like Sokka's sexism comes from like old fashioned war times type stuff. Like he wants to be like his dad. He couldn't protect his mother. So like a lot of his sexism just comes from literally just his tribe being kind tribalism, of outdated. Yeah. yeah it's mm-hmm. tribalism type deal. Like men are warriors, women are gatherers type deal. That's why he's, and he's extra protective over like Katara because of their mother dying and stuff, you know? Isn't but he the, the oldest male too in his tribe? Yeah, I believe that's so. still around. Yeah, 
And to make it like worse is there is a very clear like little episode or two in the series where Sokka meets the Kyoshi Warriors and like gets essentially put in his place and taught that that mentality is not correct and women are just as strong as men and you know he gains the education he needs to get out of that mindset and grow as a character and a person right Mm -hmm. uh which you know obviously he does he realizes that women can kick ass especially in avatar women can just kick ass like like it's nothing you know what i'm saying yeah so it's just weird that like like i get you don't want the backlash but at the same time you're taking away a very important character growth because that's also like part of the reason why he starts trusting Katara more to do mm-hmm. dangerous shit, you know? Yeah. No, it's definitely, as you said, it was, I believe in, <coughs> like, just people on TikTok that I follow, King Queen Lion, Straw Hat Goofy, them, uh, they came up with some points. It, it's clearly making this choice and making it public because they didn't have to say anything about it. Uh, by making it public, they wanted to get the backlash now that they control. By saying he's going to be less sexist, you get the hardcore fans are like, that's character development, blah, 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 blah. Which which is true. It is character development. It is part of his character. It's not like he was out there, like, hitting women and thinking women can't do anything. Like, he, he it, that wasn't his character. It was subtle sexism from, like you said, from being the only male in his tribe and being told by every male who left to go fight in the war that he needs to protect the village. He needs to be the man of the village. And so that's what he was doing. And the elder women of the village allowed it to happen uh, because they weren't really afraid of being attacked because they were in a small, like, offshoot village. Uh, But it's clear that Netflix wanted this to be the issue now instead of people who didn't know the show because there's still a huge base that are going to watch the show because they watch netflix shows that have no clue about the show and are going to would see this dude being sexist and then rile up a bunch of people like oh this show is sexist look at netflix being sexist again and they just didn't want that to be there and like i guess as a business decision yeah it's smart uh changing the pr narrative is obviously something that all businesses do, and we'll get into that when we talk about WWE. Uh, But as a fan of the show, it's dumb. As a person who does PR, I understand the tactic. See, I'm confused, because, like, is the uproar and potential backlash from hardcore fans before the series come out better than a potential backlash of, I I don't know what, Mm -hmm. what they would call it, like a woke crowd or whatever? Like, how, and they said it doesn't translate well also, which is tough to think about because it's like you said, he's not doing, he just says shit. Yeah. Right? He just says He's like, oh, you're a girl, so you can't throw this. Yeah, and then he gets his ass whooped by said girl, like, every fucking time. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, I'm confused on, like, And his sister is clearly stronger, and he's not a good warrior, and... Um, He he becomes one, but, yeah. He becomes one, but at the beginning, he's not very... So, it's very weird that they're like oh it won't transition onto the screen in a way that like makes sense even mm-hmm. though like it's really not hard to just be like he says something minorly sexist or sexist and he gets repercussion yeah 
Like it's not hard. It, it like and like the characters in the series are all very strong women. Yeah. Like, like Sokka the, is the strongest people in the show are women. Like <laughs> and, obviously outside of Aang, but another issue is they they aged up some of the characters, and it's not like that big of an issue, right? Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling that um they're changing the dynamic between Sokka and Katara as well with this. Yeah, I think she's gonna be more like older sister-y vibe than yeah. younger sister vibe. And I think them diminishing that, like changing Sokka's character to the point where he's like, I don't know if he'll be like overprotective or all mm-hmm. this stuff now. And again, that's also part of the tribalism is overprotectiveness. Mm-hmm. And it's not gonna be exactly the same where he's like coddling her, thinking she's not strong enough for things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like that's going to ruin Sokka's character even more to where he is like a comedic relief and mm-hmm. especially in this first season because in the first season that's kind of what he is like ish you know what yeah. I mean and, and he doesn't become like the tactician general soldier guy until later on mm-hmm. but like that he doesn't have much of a character to begin like with other than like comedic older brother role. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like the semi voice of reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you take that away from him, he's just not a, he's just there. Yeah. And that, that, that I also is hate the actor's face. I don't know why. I just <laughs> it's shaped weird, bro. Uh, so... I don't want to talk, I'm shaped weird in general, but like I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, the last thing with Avatar uh, that a lot of people are uh, a little concerned about or not sure how it's going to work, that Netflix had to make a decision uh, with any kind of kids show, young, like you look at Young Sheldon, Percy Jackson, the actors age quickly. Uh, and if you can't film a, bu- a bunch of seasons in a row, you have to find ways around aging. And it sounds like how Avatar and Netflix are going to do it is, so we all know the comet, he sees the vision, he has a year before the comet comes. They are taking away the time frame. Uh, at least that's what reports are saying. Uh, reportedly, they're not going to mention the comment at all in the first season. Uh, they're going to save it for a second or third season if they have one. Uh, and they want to be able to extend time frame. So, like, after the first season, depending on how old the kids look, they can jump a year if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that sounds what, what they're trying to do for the age thing. I, like, it makes sense from... Uh, a business standpoint when you have actors uh i just personally think you need to film when you have children's shows like this you side on the air of caution and you film multiple seasons even if you can't put them out it is also i, I will be fair it will uh, it is tough because like the whole series of avatar literally is one year like mm-hmm. so it's super super tough um i think the issue with uh ang that I read is that they're making him more goal oriented. Yeah. And don't want him to go on like little side adventures, not realizing that this is a 12 year old boy who has the fate of the world thrusted onto his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Like even more than before when he like ran away and got into the iceberg. Now he's out of this iceberg and is literally is told like, Oh yeah, pretty much do- fire nations destroying the world. If you don't stop them, <laughs> like he's 12 and you're taking away again, a very important character characteristic because it's not only like realistic for this kid to try to find fun in this world. 
but it's good for Katara and Sokka at the same time because all they've known is war in their life. Yeah. And tragedy, right? And it shows that, like, uh, he showed them that, like, the world is still, you know, fun and there's still good things in this world and, like, taking time to relax and not having to be stressed all the time. And, like, it, it sounds super deep and it's, and some people will be like, well, it's really not. But I don't mm-hmm. know, man. It kind of sucks, like, when characters are that well established already and that well written. And you're just like taking that away. Like you have a source material. Um, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's weird. So going from that, like we said, uh, uh, taking away from established characters, uh, going to transition to transition WWE. I hope you edit in just like a <laughs> transition. Uh, so in the WWE recently, we had the Royal Rumble, and yeah. Cody Rhodes won it for a second time. Everybody was super excited. Like, he's going to finish the story at WrestleMania 40. He's going to face Roman Reigns. And then, so he came out Monday, saw Seth Rollins, talked about him. They were like, people got a little antsy because Seth Rollins was like, choose me. And people are like, oh, no, they're going to make him choose Seth Rollins. And then he comes to SmackDown on Friday. Roman Reigns is talking. He comes out and interrupts. And he's like, I'm going to finish my story against you. I want the belt. Just not at WrestleMania. And then The Rock comes out and they have a stare down. And over the last two days, we want Cody has been trending. It's been number one to number five in the U.S. for the last two days. Uh, And their video with The Rock has over 500,000 dislikes, uh, which is the highest dislike to like ratio WWE's ever had on YouTube. And um, people are just upset at The Rock, at Triple H, at WWE. They think The Rock is taking over. They think okay, that. Okay, so yeah. so the the WWE think is thinking that The Rock's doing this. Like I didn't get to see the interaction. No fans are thinking. Fa- fans are thinking this is what happened, but all they had was like a weird stare down. Or yeah, yeah. But it's been it's being promoted that they're uh, like there's apparently a press conference on the eighth that's going to promote uh, WrestleMania stuff, and they're both going to be there. So people are assuming because no words were exchanged at the uh so this is the greatest uh oh i forgot what it was called oh no this is the greatest like publicity writing that wwe's ever done with zero effort and this is the reason why and this a lot of people are going oh it's dumb no this is the reason why literally the day before uh the rock happened Reports came out that not only was Vince McMahon and John Laronitis, the two people in this lawsuit for uh, traf- sex trafficking and all this nasty, gross shit that Brock Lesnar, apparently Vince McMahon and John Laronitis did while leading WWE, but now it has become a federal case where the feds were looking into Vince McMahon and all of them. And so to change the public opinion and to rate, I haven't seen a single thing since The Rock about everything that happened with Vince McMahon. No one's talking about it. They, they're they smart. They're like, oh, we put out this rock thing. People are going to hate it because they love Cody Rhodes. And you, that's what happened. It's been all the rock. TMZ got it. Uh, New York Times ran with it. Like, they got ESPN ran with it. All these people running with it. Like, oh, Cody Rhodes being dissed. Cody Rhodes came back to the WWE to be overrun by uh, The Rock, just like CM Punk and blah, blah, blah. And meanwhile, TKO and WWE just sitting there like, yeah, forget about Vince. Forget about Vince. 
And then you got fans out there who are like, well, I guess they're trying to get rid of the Vince McMahon and the McMahon family in whole, and now it's going to be the uh, Anoe family, so Roman, Rock, and all those are Samoan family are going to run WWE now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they're just trying to get you not to talk about Vince McMahon so their stock prices don't plummet. Yeah, like, that's all this is. Like, we don't know what's happening. Uh, one theory I saw that sounds good is uh, at the press conference, Roman Reigns signs the contract, Rock signs the contract, and then he's like, oh, you didn't read the contract. And he's this, the special guest referee at WrestleMania, uh, and Cody Rhodes is actually the opponent, which sounds likely. And even if they don't, I don't personally Ooh. want Roman Reigns to lose. I want him I'm, to keep the belt until he beats Hulk Hogan's record. I'm so pretty I'm sure, by the it. way, mm-hmm. um, that fits that theory is uh, 2K24, WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, they are adding in a guest res- referee mode. Mm. back into it and uh their tagline is finish their story yeah <laughs> so it sounds extremely plausible like they've been setting it up we know triple h has been long-term story yeah long-term storytelling his entire run as creative director so they, like i said this was a stunt to get you to stop talking about v Vince man and they already have plans on how they're going to do this and everybody's going to be super happy. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I think WWE fans are also just kind of crazy and funny. Mm-hmm. They like to jump the gun on everything. Mm-hmm. And it's just unfortunate. Like This could have been, and it still could be one of the best WrestleManias of all time, but with CM Punk being hurt, with Seth being hurt, like it, you're losing two big people potentially. Like there's all there's a chance Seth Rollins makes it back in time, but CM Punk most definitely not. It's unfortunate, but mm. you know that's PR for you. That's this, you want a masterclass in PR. WWE is really good at doing things to make fans forget because wrestling fans are very passionate about wrestling. Uh, some unhealthily, but they're very passionate about it. Yeah, that's <laughs> very true. That's very true. But speaking of social media, we're going to talk about the last thing here. A little mm-hmm. fun exercise. Uh, one of the things to come from TikTok and YouTube is competitive eaters or just average people eating a lot of food. As a fat guy, clearly I know a thing or two about eating a lot of food. Uh, so, with that said, if you were to do a full menu challenge. Some of my favorite ones, because it's funny to see these people try to eat $200 worth of food. Mm -hmm. Uh, What menu do you think you could do in one seated seating? And what one do you think would be the hardest to do? Mm, In one sitting? Yeah. Not like an all day affair. It's like I had to sit down and try to eat the whole fucking menu. Yeah. You get however much time until you either give up or finish it. Dairy Queen? (laughs) <laughs> that's that's a lot of blizzards. Oh, I gotta get every single blizzard flavor. Every flavor, yeah. bro. That's crazy. Then that, then that's a lot because of ice cream from anywhere. <laughs> no, because like Dairy Queen, it like the blizzards are Dairy Queen, so you can no. Just we, get go to, one we go to we go to the we go to the grill and chill one, and so we have <laughs> like actual food options too, right? Uh, so I only have to get like three blizzards to supplement. <laughs> um. I don't know. I just feel like it being, I guess, a lot of liquid would fuck you up too, right? Um, so you wouldn't have to get every flavor soda, but if they have like, 
a shake, uh, a pop, a slushy. You had to get all those. Um, damn. Maybe something simple like McDonald's or, yeah, probably like McDonald's. But, like, I don't eat sauces, so it's really mm-hmm. tough for me. Because I feel like um, McDonald's, like, Big Macs and stuff need the yeah. sauce. Because mm-hmm. it's a lot of substance to it. Um, but, like, let's just say, let's just hypothetically say I'll eat it. I think, like, I honestly think, like, McDonald's probably be one of the easier ones. Like, they've minimized their menu. Maybe Taco Bell. I, I actually, think- I think Taco Bell has a minimized menu enough mm-hmm. that, like, I think I could, uh, maybe. Like, in, nah, I would never win Bell. these challenges. <laughs> I, they were in a sitting, no shot. No, no, no. But I uh, think I could get close to Taco Bell. Uh, so Taco Bell, I think, is very doable because I've seen I see some skinny people eat like twelve burritos at a time. And, like the hardest thing I think of Taco Bell is you do have a crane case in there, so like that adds a twelve tacos. If it's soft shells, I'll crush them, bro. <laughs> but I think I think Taco Bell would be easiest. I think McDonald's wouldn't be too bad. You got no, um, Taco John's uh, same as that. Taco John's Taco John's easier, probably like, super easy. easier easier than Taco Bell. I feel like they have less items. You have a 12 pack of soft shells. You have like 50 soft shells that you gotta eat. That's pretty mm-hmm. much it. Uh, uh, I don't know. We don't go out to eat, so I don't know what to do. I'm gonna say, yeah, don't eat fast food. I think if you, have to, if you have to um, order multiple things up the menu, I think any pizza, pizza joint is pretty much off limits. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that's possible. Like, I don't think you're gonna be able to get like small, medium, large, like pepperoni, or if you have to get like uh, at least one of a small, medium, large with like one of every topping yeah. combined in it. Plus, like, you know, the calzone is a separate thing. Mm-hmm. The pasta, the, the wings. pastas, the wings, the bread, bread sticks. sticks. It's a lot of bread. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think I, I think, think that would joints be are hard. Done. I think the joints are, are so done. I think Subway would be very easy to do. Does is does it? Does that mean you, like both six inch and foot long have each? No, because no. on the menu it technically says blah 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 <laughs> six inch foot long. Like, I think you would like right? you would break it up like if there's twelve items, six foot long, six six inch. Okay, with your choice of toppings, but it have to be three toppings. Right. Wow. It's everything on the menu, man. <laughs> I'm saying I have to eat every blizzard. If it was the if it was, the works would be hard. If it had to be the works <laughs> on everything, that would be hard. Every oh never mind, never mind. All the sauces too. Oh, that'd be gross. Um, uh, hardest imagine. hardest Sonics. Yeah, I think in one sitting. We've Sonics talked about hardest. Sonics. I think in one sitting, Sonics is damn near impossible. But I think it is very possible in a full day. Like going for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or breakfast, snack, lunch, dinner type deal, like order, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's very possible then. But yeah, I think what was the challenge that we put out? Teaching. It was like, because uh, you, we talk, we talk about this, we've talked about this before, like you said. And I think, was it a week I was going to give you to finish the whole Sonics menu? And you, you could only eat Sonics. Yeah, and I could do it. I could, for sure. Yeah, I think a week's too long. I would give you three days. Three days? I think I can still do it in three days. Yeah, I think I can do it in three days. Okay, so you guys hear this? You get this to 1,000 views and 500 likes. Alec will do the Sonic menu for a video. Yeah, in a bikini. <laughs> I'm just in kidding. A Not the bikini. Not in a bikini. <laughs> in a I can't show off the girls bikini. like that. Nope. <laughs> Bro, don't increase that. No. That's, 
Why would you want to see me in that? No, dog. I'm I'm trying to get you your OnlyFans going, dog. Uh-huh. That part just goes on OnlyFans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My thing on the OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, so that's uh that's the episode. This is what we're gonna try to do. Just some fun little quick ones, a week recap, weekend recap. Weekend recap picket. No. I was I was beatboxing. Yeah. Uh you this is really awkward were. now at this yeah. point. I am yeah. a weird person. I'm sorry. Very. Uh, but it's that time, Alec, where you uh, get to do the thing that everybody comes but, for. Yeah, dude. Shout out to all the competitive eaters. Like honestly, when uh, when we talk about this, I go on like a YouTube binge to watch eaters and think about how fucking disgusting I feel watching them and how they tummies have to be fucked up afterwards. And I'm scared to do these challenges. Yeah, I, I've I've thought about I've watched competitive eaters for a long time. I've thought about doing them just to see if I could do it because I'm a big dude. So clearly I should be able to do it. But then I'm like, no, one, it's a waste of money. Two, I'm going to die. Three, it's a waste of money. Four, it's crazy. Like, uh, watch this dude named Joel on YouTube. Dude eats seven pounds of food and then orders two burgers and a shake after because he was still hungry. It's, un- it's not human. It's, it's not human. To have I'm a clear. stomach that can do that. I wish I was a cow and had two stomachs. <laughs> But thank you guys again for watching our video uh, or listening to it if you're not watching it on YouTube because this is on YouTube as well. Uh, so thank you guys again. We hope you enjoyed. Make sure you hit that like, follow, subscribe, everything you know the drill, that social media, how it works. Uh, you can find us on Podbean, iTunes, everything. Uh, and until next time, have a great day. Yeah, you too. Deuces. Thank you for listening to Hypothetically Sound. We hope you enjoyed the episode. All episodes can be found at hypotheticallysound.podbean.com, as well as on Apple, Spotify, and Pandora. For full unedited video versions of the podcast, please visit us at youtube.com slash hypotheticallysound.